and welcome to another episode of Holy Commutes, the daily morning wiffle ball podcast. It is the Wednesday edition here on this Wednesday morning. I'm one of the hosts, Trent Steffes, along with my brother, Austin Steffes. Austin, welcome. Welcome, Trent. Thank you. Good morning. Thank you for welcoming me. Um, and good morning to you as well. It's good, to, it's good to be here. So we are in the midst of our survivor competition, our wiffle survivor competition. We started it last week where we had 12 wiffle ball players from all across the country of various ages and leagues and regions. And we, we are putting them up against each other in this, in this popularity poll. But it's different from a lot of other popularity polls that go around on wiffle ball Twitter in that we're voting for the person you want eliminated. That is what the format was of this competition. We had a couple tribals in the last week since we last came came at you. And so we're going to break those down and then talk about the game moving forward and kind of what alliances may have emerged and kind of what happened in these competitions. Because I know you've managed to keep spoiler free, which is very admirable, mm-hmm. but we've had some interesting, uh, interesting scenarios pop up. And so... I can't wait to see what played out, Trump. Yeah, and so we're going to be getting to that, but... First, we are going to be, you and I are going to be kind of teasing a little bit. Um, we are going to be releasing some MNWA podcasts. So you and I run this league here, this fast pitch wiffle ball league here in Minnesota called the Minnesota Wiffle Ball Association, the MNWA. And usually about this time in years past, we've used January to preview our winter season, um, but we're not doing that this year. And so... You can find out why we're not doing that on Holy Commutes and just kind of in general on this podcast that we're going to be releasing. And so uh, it's going to be the first of a, of a few releases that we're going to be doing to kind of celebrate the league because the league is is getting into this new this new era. And I just want I want to be able there's there's so much content that I have saved myself for this league. And I just want in in a lot of stories that have been untold, even though we've had a lot of podcasts. And so we're going to be doing that. So we're going to be going through, obviously, the current state and the future of MNWA. Um, but then we're also going to be talking about and doing a lot of deep dives into the actual history of MNWA. Because I'll tell you what, Austin, I was on the HRL Touch Em All podcast. And one of the questions that I don't think is going to make the final cut, but I was asked by our host and teammate, Austin Hovis, was the history of MNWA. And as I was telling it to him, I'm like, wow, this is complicated and long and detailed and not something that can really be answered in snap. And so that is so we're going to be covering a lot of that. And I mean, you were there since day one. You were one of the five founders. Mm -hmm. And then there's going to be other things in that in that podcast, including our format change to no base running um, from, you know, from the Midwest style to East Coast style. And then um other things we're going to cover is the MNWA history at NWLA tournament. You know, NWLA tournament is coming to Minnesota, coming to our backyard in 2024. And MNW 2024 will be the 10 year anniversary of MNWA's debut at NWLA tournament. So that's that's a side, and that's a whole slew of history that nobody knows. Wow. That I have extensive <laughs> details on. Wow. <laughs> and so we can get into that, and then we'll get into the Mariners because the you know the HRL Mariners, the team that we're on. There's a lot of ties to MNWA, and it's very, it's a very MNWA. A couple teases here to start off, but let's get down to the nitty gritty of what this podcast is about and what this month is about. It's about Survivor. So, like I said at the top, we had these twelve competitors, all great wiffle ball players, all great guys, honestly, and we had them into three different tribes, and we put these tribes up to the people 
on our MNWA Twitter, we posted these polls. And so let's quick go over the tribes. And then as we do that, I'll give you the elimination. And then I just want to get your reaction. Because like I said, you're spoiler free. I have been trying. I even dedicated myself, deleted Twitter just for this. So Wow, look at that. You're something else, I'll tell you that. <laughs> okay, so first we had the Dioria tribe. And this tribe included Tim McElrath, Peter Mockaby, Hater from HRL, and Nightmare from HRL. And, uh, you know, one of the things that we talked about was the potential alliance between Hater and Nightmare. You know, they've been teammates in HRL for a lot of different things in a lot of different instances. And that, that partnership really, really reared its head because these were the two top vote getters in this elimination vote. Yeah. And so it came down to just a vote or two. Uh, between Hater and Nightmare. And so, uh, you know, unfortunately, Hater, the tribe has spoken. He was our first survivor out. The notorious Hater. Wow. Can you believe it? Controversial. One of the most controversial. So, doesn't shock me too much, but I thought there might have been some some hope for him. But, yeah, Hater first out. Yeah, it's sad to see, but you got Nightmare from the HRL still left, so we still got a little bit of HRL flavor in there, and mm-hmm. a strong competitor at that. Now let's go to the Mulaney tribe, and this tribe included Spencer Bogad, Colin Pollag of Ridley Park, Drew Davis of MLW fame, and Tom Gannon of Wiffle Tigers fame. Ooh. Um, fun team of the year, and character of the year. Tom Gannon, character of the year. Do you think that kind of exposure would help him or hurt him? Might hurt him in this game. We had a very similar situation. We had, um, you know, again, uh, we again, kind of this duo between Drew Davis and ML- Drew Davis and Tom Gannon. You know, we talked oh. about them, a similar situation where we talked about them playing together at this Blitzball World Series. Tom Gannon was the one on the chopping block here, but Colin Pollig was the one who ultimately got his torch snuffed. Wow. Yeah, of Ridley Colin. Park. Yep. Wow, how close was it? Again, a couple votes, if that. Um, you know, Colin with 32% of the vote, Tom with 28. Wow. So, it's it, these these first ones really came down to it. And uh yeah, and so in the interesting part is that, you know, you have the other side where you have Spencer who is this, you know, survivor savant and Drew, who I thought Drew would be the most controversial because you know, you got hater, but Drew's pretty much the modern day hater in my opinion. In a lot of ways, basically, if you if you if you don't know who Hater is and you want to know, think Drew Davis, but older and with way more mileage on him. So, so uh, so that's Hater. And but because of that, you know, I thought Drew would be a bit more exposed in a competition like this. But no, he survived the first vote. He simmered down a lot too. Absolutely, I think so. Oh yeah, sure. definitely. Yeah. All right, Trent. Now we move on to the Shiree tribe. Yeah. So the last tribe is the Shiree tribe, and this one includes. Devin Torres of MAW, Paul Cook of MAW, Chris Newman of The Meats, and Nico, Nico Ruiz of We Came For This. This this was a really interesting tribe because going into it, um, one of the things that you and I talked about was how you've got three players here who, you know, between Paul Cook, Nico, and Newman, I was like, who's going to be voting for these people? Mm-hmm. People aren't going to want to vote to eliminate these people. And so... That kind of left Devin Torres as a bit more of the notorious, you know, part of this team. He's the best whiffler of the crew. Yeah. And he's kind of the odd personnel. You know, the rest are really, 
and I'm not I'm not saying Devin's not a nice guy or Devin's not beloved, you know. I'm just saying that like he's going up against three people who are just completely, you know, they're they're wiffle they're beloved in the wiffle community right For now. For sure. Um and Devin Devin tweeted out, he's like, What's going on? I don't know what's happening and he's like and and it, early on in this poll, Devin was largely the person getting these votes. And he goes, the fuck? He goes, like, the fuck's wrong with you, y'all? Why are you voting for me? And so, again, just interesting that we had these three people who we pegged as, like, oh, the people who aren't going to get voted. And then the one person that we said might get votes is the one who's making the most noise in the whole tournament. <laughs> and, but, but he, he survived. He pulled it off. He survived. The fans came for him. Chris Newman. No, of the meets. This might... So, this one, I don't know. Again, this is different from most Wiffle polls that are that are ran like this. So, maybe people saw the name and were like, oh, Chris Newman, automatic vote for him no matter what I it was. was. Even that. if it was greatest Wiffle Ball player alive, they're going to vote Chris Newman without reading. That's part of it. You know? Newman's got to rely on the followers to read the tweets correctly and understand the survivor vernacular. I kind of... I kind of I kind of did a bit of survivable vocabulary in the first one, not so much the second. But another thing is that I spelled Chris's name wrong. I put Chers Newman, C-H-I-R-S. So technically Chers Newman was booted first from the Shiree tribe. So, you know, maybe Chris Newman has got life left in this game, you know, in future seasons should this, should it get renewed, but... But for right now, Chur Newman. Chur's Newman was the Chur first one eliminated. That That's a disgrace, honestly. Oh, yeah. my God. I know. Uh, it's really sad because Chris is someone, again, and this was just, <laughs> this is so, I, I don't want to reveal too much about behind the curtain, but this was just kind of something that we it's been a work in progress. And, you know, we should have promoted it more and had a bit more clarity and stuff like that. Um but in another reason for that is that when I texted Sam the idea and that the podcast was ready and everything to tweet out stuff, um, he was like, S Sam's another survivor, you know, savant. And he goes, what about immunity? And I'm like, wow, great idea. Huge part of the game that I completely overlooked immunity. And so another, but, but the thing is in survivor, it's all about twists and you can never see what's coming. You know, the game is meant to mess with you. And change the rules right when they're in your favor. And so we're granting, I'm going to be granting immunity to the person who received the lowest amount of votes in the entire, in the entirety of the competition. One person gets immunity and this person is actually going to be, um, fast tracked. Luckily, I, luckily this person didn't get many votes in the second round either, but they're going to be fast tracked to the final tribal council. Who is it? Paul Cook. Paul Cook. Of MAW. He received, not shocking. Not shocking. He not received shocking. the lowest amount of votes. Wow. Um, so kind of give me give me your give me your analysis there about Paul getting immunity. Well, like I just said there, not not shocking at all. Paul very well liked within the Wiffball community and and just the you know, how big he big he big he is with just MAW and he with tournament, he just his face is over everything, so it's hard not to like a guy like Paul Cook. Yeah. And it's hard to vote for him. So Absolutely. Um another Holy Commutes cast member of this season. He he and Tim do on do Mondays here around the Holy Commutes world. So now we go to the second tribal for this uh for this competition. And this one, you know, each tribe again goes to tribal. Three people left. Let's start with the Dioria tribe once again. 
Tim McElrath, Peter Mockaby, Nightmare. You have three great wiffle ball players, in my opinion. Mm-hmm. Probably um, head to toe, top to bottom, the best overall tribe in terms of wiffle ball talent left. Um, what do you think is going to happen here? What, what kind of do, do you have a get? Do you, I don't know? Do you have a prediction I, as to what might happen here? I mean, just going based off the first round, if the two guys in HRL were getting the most vote, votes for them, like again, it could have been maybe people were voting for them because they thought they wanted to win. I just think it's going to be a nightmare just for that reason of there, there's people voting against HRL. It looks like I think. Yeah, and it's hard to vote against Tim Galbraith or Peter Mockaby. I agree. I agree. And but. Unfortunately, Whoa. one of those two is the one that wow. received the most votes. Wow! Well, I like Nightmare, so I'm glad he made it on. Yeah, the he's gonna, you know he's gonna be making it on to the next round. Who is out? Um, often in Survivor, for those who don't know, very strong physical individual threats in players in the challenges will be targeted early on in the game because they could just win out, and that's what happened here. The wow. biggest threat in the whole tournament, in terms of like. I mean, wiffle ball clout right now. Tim McElrath. Wow. The second player booted from the Dioria tribe. That is a blind side. I think, th- I think that is a blind side too. That is because our first like you, blind side. That's our first blind side. Because like you said, going in, Nightmare, he was right there, toe-to-toe at the end. Yeah. Maybe dumping Hater. You know, maybe, that, maybe wow. people were like, okay, now we got to rally around him. Wow. That's impressive. Our first blind side, as wow. you said. They pulled it off. They really got me on that one. They really pulled it off. Let's wow. see. Let's see what kind of uh, what kind of shenanigans that the Mulaney tribe got into here in the second round. Let's hear it once again. Survivor Savant Spencer Bogad, along with the Blitz crew, the Blitzball duo of Drew Davis and Tom Gannett. Another another Holy Commute Holy Commutes host. I mean, yep, the host in the mix right here. I hope Tom Tom moves on here. The Blitzball duo. The Blitzball Alliance holds strong. Wow. Spencer's Bogat, another strong player, both Survivor. And, and again, and Tim, by the way, I'm, I'm going on about a, uh, going on about his wiffle ball prowess. He's a huge Survivor fan, too. I know for a fact he's tried out for the show. And so it's it sucks to see. That's got to be gut-wrenching. Back-to-back, two Survivor diehards in this competition leave. Wow. That's not shocking, though. I mean, that duo, that strong alliance between between uh, Tom and Drew there. So. The name notoriety might be playing into it at this point. Absolutely. When you're when you're down to it, and and again, I worded it a little bit differently this time. Again, Survivor tricks you a little bit. This time, I said vote for the person you wish to be eliminated, and then in the other one, I said vote for the person you wish to be booted from the tribe. People might not know what that means. There you go. You simplified it. Yep. We're getting clear results here. Bogad, great person, but we move on. So now let's go back to the tribe where, well, I mean, we said that the Tim Elrath one was a blind side, but perhaps the Churz Newman one was too. <laughs> that was a huge blind. That was round one's blind side. Cause we can go back. Churz Newman came out of nowhere. <laughs> That's why it might not be it. It, might, it was a blind side for everybody else that Churz was even in the in the competition. And so, so let's go to his old tribe, the Shiri tribe. Devin Torres out of New Jersey. Paul Cook. He got immunity, but he still went to tribal. And Nico Ruiz. We came for the Swifts. This one was a was a landslide. And the man making the most noise in the first round of the tournament, unfortunately, came back to get him. 
and uh, with eight with with all, with over eighty percent of the vote, Devin Torres, yeah, eighty percent. But like we said, this is that tribe. You know, with Chur's out of the way, you got the duo of Nico Ruiz and Paul Cook, who it's like these guys are just. How can you vote against him again? Again, without wow. without disparaging Devin's name at all, because he's an awesome guy. I love wow. the dude, Nico. Yeah, over youngest youngest survivor ever. Yeah, that's incredible. What's more incredible is that he is going to be our second immunity winner because Nico received zero votes. Zero in votes? this second round of trials. He got the immunity. Yeah. Wow. So Congrats. that the the good guys duo of Paul Cook and Nico Ruiz, the Shiree two, the, the duo from the Shiree tribe, both win immunity from the first two rounds and both make it to the final tribal. Wow, that's incredible. So from here on out, Paul and Nico are going to be, uh, they're going to be safe. And in the next poll, they see themselves in. They're going to be wanting to see their name voted for. So. This sets up, we have a six-person merged tribe now. And when we and when there's merged tribes in Survivor, they choose a new tribe name. And so the new tribe we have is the Galloway tribe, of course. This Galloway tribe of the final six, we're going to be running two tribals this week. We're going to start the first one on Thursday and run it through Friday. And then start the second one, the second round, start it Saturday through Sunday. And so then we'll know our final tribal going into next week. And so... These are the four people who will be who will be in jeopardy being voted out over this weekend. So are Nico and Paul only safe for this next vote? Nico and Paul are 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 automatically in tribal council, the final tribal now. So they are okay. immune from this next round. Okay, gotcha. Yeah. So it's so, going to be these four. Okay. Right, these four people going through. Uh to start we have from the Dioria tribe, Peter Mockaby from from Whippets, California, and Nightmare from HRL. And then Drew Davis from MLW and Tom Gannett from PLW. So we have the four guys in this, two members from two of the tribes, the other two members from the from the Shiri tribe, automatically in because of their performance in the first two rounds. What do we think? Who do you think um who would you who do you have as your first boot out of those four? Well, so are we still going? Are we still going for vote who you want out? These next through this week is going to still be vote for who you wish to be eliminated from the tribe. Wow, let me hear him again, Trent. Peter Mokaby, Mokaby. I still I can't remember which one he told me. He once told me because I kept mispronouncing it and I've and I've forgotten. Um, so Moke or Mok from California, <laughs> Nightmare from HRL, Drew Davis from MLW. Tom Gannon, PLW. Hmm. I have to vote someone out from them? Yeah. Interesting. I'm going to have to go with... I think Drew Davis might get voted out. Yeah. I I, I don't know. Well, we'll have to see. I, I think there's a chance he could either get a lot of the vote or I think he gets voted out here. Otherwise, I think maybe Peter... Or nightmare. Might I think be... Peter. I think Peter might be might be up, up might be uh, a little bit in jeopardy here because so. he just doesn't. I don't know if he has. I think I think he does. You know, especially amongst the East Coast people, he definitely has the name recognition. But then you start to get the MLW people right. and the PLW people, and I, Monk might play PLW actually. Now that I think of it, uh, but then HRL too. So you know, it's about the it's about their respective fan bases, and you know, whoever For sees sure. the tweet, you know, whether or not they're going to be able they're going to see that and just. I think it'll be between Peter and Drew. So yeah, let's just go through our eliminated competitors once again in the in the fallen comrade segment here. 
And uh, remember our good friends Hater from the HRL, Colin Pollock from Ridley Park, Churz Newman from the Meats, and then in the second round, Tim McElrath from the Jugs, Spencer Bogad, and Devin Torres. This competition's bad boy, and uh, number one in everybody's heart, I'd have to say. Absolutely. So, Austin, after one after oh. one week of competition, what do you think? It's uh, amazing few rounds there. I w- I'm definitely shocked with a few of the eliminations. Definitely mm-hmm. see some blindsides there. Love to see it. People I would want to make it th- make it through gone. Also, people I do want to win making it through. I think it's going to be very good final. Um, I think it's crazy that Nico and Paul same tribe both getting immunity that's pretty that's huge yeah not knowing that we had it last episode and coming up with it was a great idea mm-hmm. and then just kind of how it played out it's crazy that they were the two that made it so yeah it's gonna be heated competition I'm excited to see how these polls turn out me too yeah so keep an eye out for it we're gonna be continuing to run it through our MNWA account that's M-I-N-N-W-A Minwa 23 on Twitter we're going to be retweeting it through the Holy Commutes account, so keep an eye out for that, and be sure to get your voice heard, you know? Absolutely. Just remember to Pokemon go to the polls. I couldn't, I couldn't have said it better myself. No. Make sure to have your voice heard in these polls. And, uh, yeah, Tom Gannon, who's still in this competition, um, you know, Wiffle Tiger Tom, is still going strong. He's coming at you tomorrow with a nice Thursday podcast. So, yeah, look out for that, and uh, thanks for joining us, and we'll talk to you next week. Thank you. Have a great day. Bye. Stay tuned for scenes from our next episode. Next time on Survive. Something else a little unusual. A never-ending ice cream maker. Oh, Oh my God. For as long as we are at the challenge, you can eat ice cream. 400. 400. Jonathan, every penny he's got. 420. 420, the magic number. Going once, twice. Sold to Dolphin Boy. Pokemon, go to the polls.